Okay. Okay, so I wanted to look this morning at some of the situations in which God says to people to go. There are so many examples of that throughout the Old and the New Testament. Um, Words of great power. Um, Words that demonstrate time and again that God is a God of the unexpected as well as the expected. There are so many promises of God that we can rely on. But how he translates those into action, uh, we cannot predict. So, um, quickly look at at six different goes um, that we can see in the Bible. Elijah, great man of God. He had seen God do incredible things. He'd um, been part of... Uh, the mission of God to try and redeem his people for many years. He'd had a great triumph on Mount Carmel. Um, And after that, he was overwhelmed by the scale of the task, the responsibility that God had put him, and God took him out of the situation and moved him on to a place of of rest and recuperation. He ended up on top of a mountain in a cave. And he experienced the presence of God there in power, Um, in the wind, in the earthquake. And then God called him to go out of the cave. And Elijah had a choice to make. He was in a dangerous situation. He was exhausted. He was fearful. He had experienced God. Uh, He'd seen the power and the might. And he had a choice. If he took the right choice, he would move into a situation of greater intimacy and depth with God. And he did. He went out of the cave and experienced the presence of God in a new, deeper, more profound way. And the consequence of that was that God was able to send him back to carry on the work that he was doing. Is that your situation? Have you got to the point where you have experienced God? You've seen God at work. But you're looking for something more. Be prepared to respond when God calls you to move out, to experience that, um, and then to move on into what he has for you in the next part of your life. Another go. Um, In Matthew and in Acts, we see that great commission to go into the world and make disciples. Where is the world? The world is here. The world is where you will be in an hour and in two hours and in two days and in two weeks. Every situation that we are in, We are called to be the witnesses, to make disciples. Moses, let my people go. That phrase that has come down the ages, that called champion, the poor and the oppressed. Is that your situation? Is God putting you in a situation where he's calling you to stand up for those who are on the margins of society? Abraham the promise of God to go to a place that God would show him. Not telling him where he's going to go or how long it's going to take him or what the consequences of being there will be. Uh, But he called him to go and Abraham went. Many, many years later, he saw the fulfillment of that prophecy, trusting God, even when he knew no more than the need to take a step forward. And then there's Psalm, Psalm 23. Even though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, then there are times when we're all called to go through the difficult times, the hard times, confident 
in the knowledge that God is there, has been there before, has been through similar experiences and sustains and strengthens us in that. So in the next couple of minutes, we want to look at two particular situations, uh, Rahab and Daniel. Uh, then we'll have a, a small pause, we'll take the offertory and there'll be a song playing that uh, it would be good to listen to and, and reflect on. So Rahab. Um, we see in Joshua that the people of Israel had massed on the eastern side of the River Jordan and were poised to go over the river. Um, the town the other side of the river was Jericho and Rahab lived in Jericho. must have been an awful time. For the people who lived in Jericho, there were hundreds of thousands of people the other side of the river. Um, they'd been around for 40 years, so people would have known that they existed, would have known their intention, and they're waiting for them to come across with all the fear that that comes. So Rahab was one of a group of people that God had told the people of Israel to destroy. Her lifestyle was by no means ideal. Uh, she earned her living as a prostitute. She betrayed her own people. But she ended up living amongst the people of Israel. She even married an Israelite, even though that was forbidden. And we see, if we look on then into Chronicles and into Matthew, that she married. She was the mother of Boaz. Boaz married Ruth. Uh, Ruth was the mother of Obed. Obed was the grandfather of King David. So we have this situation where a person who was surprised, I imagine, to be alive, who was living on the fringes of society, a society that was very family and clan-based, so she would have struggled to be accepted under the law. She could only have lived on the fringes, uh, certainly until she married anyway. And yet she was called to do something, the consequences of which she would not have known about. She would certainly never have seen. It was several generations down. Is that your situation? Do you not know where you are? Are you on the boundaries? Are you less than comfortable amongst the people that you have to be spending time with? Are you struggling with that situation? Be aware that God is doing something. You may not know it, you may not see it, you may never see it, this side uh, of the end of our lives. But God is at work. With Daniel, he ended up somewhere in a different country because of other people's decisions. There have been unwise political decisions, the movement at the time, unwise social decisions. Daniel was part of a royal family who was swept up and taken to a different country in captivity. So he lost all the things that he would have expected to have moved into as part of the royal family. He would have seen tremendous loss and destruction. Uh, this came about as a, as a result of war and battle that had been going on for a long time. He would have lost, I'm sure, family and friends in that. It would be reasonable for him to have thought that God had abandoned him, had abandoned the people of Israel. This was coming about as a result of the sin, the disobedience to God that the people had had, and yet God raised him up and put him into a position where he was the second most powerful person below the king in one of the greatest empires the world had ever seen. 
the God of the unexpected, taking things in a way that we could never anticipate. The first century church, could anyone have anticipated what would come out of a group of relatively uneducated people filled with the power of the Spirit, reliant on the power of the Spirit, changing the world, turning it upside down? So at this point, we're going to, to have a pause. In a moment, I'm going to ask the, the welcome team to come forward and take the offertory. This is for those who call themselves, feel themselves part of the membership of Sunrise. If you're visiting with us today, um, this time is a blessing from us to you, we hope. Uh, please allow the baskets to pass by. So if the welcome team would like to come forward, and we'll hear the song called Blessings. For blessings, we pray for peace, comfort for family, protection while we sleep. We pray for healing, for prosperity. We pray for your mighty hand to ease our suffering. spoken need yet love is way too much to give us lesser things cause what if your blessings come through raindrops what if your healing comes through tears what if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know your need in disguise We pray for wisdom Your voice to hear And we cry in anger when we cannot feel you near We doubt your goodness we doubt your love As if every promise from your word is not enough And all the while you hear each desperate plea And long that we'd have faith to believe Cause what if your blessings come Betray 
This is not our home. I want to look now at Jonah. Uh, many of us know the story of Jonah. Jonah and the whale is a great uh, thing for children's stories, wonderful cartoons around showing that, uh, stories many of us have grown up on. What a fascinating character Jonah was. So let's read from, from the book of Jonah. We're back on track. Good. One day long ago, God's word came to Jonah. Up on your feet and on your way to the big city of Nineveh, preach to them. They're in a bad way and I can't ignore it any longer. But Jonah got up and went in the other direction. He went to Tarshish, running away from God. He went down to the port of Joppa and found a ship headed for Tarshish, paid the fare, went on board, joining those going to Tarshish as far away from God as he could get. So Tarshish, probably southwest Spain, about 2,500 miles from where Jonah was. Nineveh was northeast, about five to 600 miles away from where Jonah was. So pretty much um, deliberate choice from Jonah. Interesting that he was quite clear that God was telling him to do something no question of him not recognizing his voice. If you were told to do something like that, if I was told to do something like that, I suspect my first reaction would be, no, you're not saying that, God. You don't want me to do that. We can find all sorts of plausible reasons and interpretations, can't we, to say that that was not what he's saying. But not Jonah. Jonah had no doubt that God was about what God was telling him to do. Simply chose not just to ignore it, um, but to take active action, to move as far away, he thought, from God as he could. Are you faced with difficult decisions? How do you deal with them? I know when um, our children were young, inevitably, they ended up on their dinner plate things that they enjoyed eating. 
and things that they didn't enjoy eating. If you're faced with that situation, of course you've grown up now and you're never faced with that situation because you know that you've got to eat everything and it's all good for you. But if you are, do you leave it to the last or do you deal with it first? Different schools of thought. Um, If you leave it to the last, you put off the evil moment. If you get it out of the way and get it done more quickly, then at least it's done and gone. And that seems to be the moral that's coming through from Jonah because it's so easy to put off difficult decisions. It doesn't actually usually make them any easier. And typically, they still have to be done at some stage anyway, but they're often more difficult when you come to do them than you did before. So with Jonah, um, he got on the boat, he went off to Tarshish, what happened next? God sent a huge storm. The waves were towering. The ship was about to break into pieces. The sailors were terrified. They called out in desperation to their gods. They threw everything they were carrying overboard to lighten the ship. Meanwhile, Jonah had gone down into the hold of the ship to take a nap. You would, wouldn't you, in the middle of a a storm like that. And he was sound asleep. The captain came to him and said, what's this, sleeping? Get up, pray to your God, make your, maybe your God will see we're in trouble and will rescue us. Then the sailor said to one another, let's get to the bottom of this. Let's draw straws to identify the culprit on the ship who's responsible for this disaster. So they drew straws and Jonah got the short one. So they grilled him. Confess. Why this disaster? What is your work? Where do you come from? What's your country? What's your family? And Jonah went on then, I'm a Hebrew. I worship God, the God of heaven, who made sea and land. At that, the men were frightened, so they had that recognition of the supremacy of God, even in this difficult situation. They asked Jonah, what have you done? And as Jonah talked, the others realized that he was running away from God and said to him, what are we going to do with you to get rid of this storm? And so the story went on and uh, they recognized what was happening in Jonah's life and eventually um, Jonah volunteered to have himself disposed of. Uh, The other sailors resisted, uh, but eventually Jonah went over the side of the boat. So isn't it interesting that it was God who hurled the powerful storm? Uh, God is a God of love, and his desire is to see the good, but that doesn't mean that he makes life peaceful and calm for us. Are you in a storm? Are you facing the towering waves? Is that because of decisions that you have made? Do you have people around you who are able to support and advise, which is great. It's a good thing to do, to be accountable to others, to find support from others when you're doing that. And we see that even in this difficult situation, God still draws people to himself. 
even when you're running through difficulties yourself that make it difficult for you to see what you're going to do next, nonetheless, God can be using you, can be using me to draw others to him. And God did provide a way out for Jonah, but it required complete self-sacrifice. The way back for Jonah was bad. What it means to be in a large fish, however large the fish is, for quite a substantial period of time, any time at all, doesn't really bear thinking about. But the alternative for Jonah would have been to have been over 2,000 miles away from home with people that he didn't know uh, in a society that he was not familiar with. And then if he had decided to go back, it would have been a long, tedious, difficult journey for him to do. When we start on paths that are different from God's paths, he will never abandon us to those. There will always be the opportunity to come back. There is nothing that God cannot redeem, cannot bring back uh, into right relationship with him. But that doesn't mean it is always going to be easy. There will be challenges. But Jonah was in the situation. He ended up back where he started from, and God comes back to him again. So God spoke to Jonah a second time. Up on your feet and on your way to the big city of Nineveh, preach to them they're in a bad way and I can't ignore it any longer, the same message as before. This time, Jonah started off straight for Nineveh, obeying God's orders to the letter. And Nineveh was a big city. It took three days to walk across it. How long would it take to walk from one end of Cayman to the other? Less than three days. So... God again says to Jonah, get up and go. A persistent God. He really wanted Jonah to go. Jonah was by no means the only person in Israel. I'm sure he was not the only prophet in Israel at that time. Why Jonah? God would have known Jonah through and through. He would have known how he was like to react. Why would he have chosen Jonah? What was Jonah's attitude this time round? He was prepared to be obedient, but questionable attitude. And it would not have been unreasonable for Jonah to think that destruction was on its way to Nineveh. Jonah knew that the people of Israel were the people that God had chosen as his dedicated people. So why would God be interested in saving the people of Nineveh? But, as we'll see in a moment, Jonah knew something of the character of God. He knew he was full of surprises. So Jonah got to Nineveh. He went into the city. He went one day's walk and preached. In 40 days, Nineveh will be smashed. The people of Nineveh listened and trusted God. They proclaimed a citywide fast, dressed in burlap to show their repentance. Everyone did it. Rich and poor, famous and obscure, leaders and followers. God saw what they had done, that they had turned away from their evil lives. He did change his mind about them. What he said he would do to them, he didn't do. Isn't that great? God actually saw people turn and respond. You would have thought Jonah would be excited, wouldn't you? Was Jonah excited, chapter 4? 
He was furious. He lost his temper. He yelled at God. God, I knew it. When I was back home, I knew this was going to happen. That's why I ran off to Tarshish. And then look at this next sentence. Remembering this is before Jesus. This is at a time when the Spirit had not been released as freely as it is now. And yet Jonah was able to say, I knew you were sheer grace. Sheer grace and mercy, not easily angered, rich in love, and ready at the drop of a hat to turn your plans for punishment into a program of forgiveness. Was this why God had chosen Jonah? Because he saw in Jonah the understanding of who God was and of his character and temperament and the person that he could rely on. But why did Jonah run away? Was he aware that God could do something but scared of the consequences of it? Perhaps because it would upset his theology. The people of Israel were the chosen people, not the people of Nineveh. But perhaps because of the personal risk to himself. But going on a 2,500 Marcy journey in those days was a pretty risky pastime. Is that us again? Are we in situations where we recognize that God is capable of act, acting? that we're wanting God to act, but we're not sure if we can cope with the consequences. For many of us, we have close friends, we have family who do not know God. We have a strong desire that they should know God, that they should come into the kingdom, they should experience all the fullness that comes from knowing that we're in right relationship with God that the consequences of our sin have been taken away and that we can move forward to the maturity uh, that God has for us. And yet, if they do come in to that knowledge and fullness, what would be the impact on us? How would that affect our relationship with them? Would that be good or bad? Would it change the pattern of our lives? Is that what Jonah was going through? Is that what we have to go through? to recognize that God is God. To recognize that God wants everyone to come to that profound and deep knowledge relationship with him and that he can deal with the consequences, however difficult, however radical the changes that follow are, God can deal with them. So Jonah moves on, having made this profound statement of faith. He then moves on in, again, his usual positive frame of mind. So God, if you won't kill them, kill me. I'm better off dead. And God said, what do you have to be angry about? And Jonah, of course, with his profound, deep knowledge of God um, that we've seen demonstrated just now, walked off went out of the city to the east, sat down to sulk, put together a makeshift shelter of leafy leaves and sat there in the shade to see what would happen to the city. So here we have God willing, in fact strongly desiring to use a person who was unwilling 
who was resentful, who gets angry when God actually comes through and does what is needed. How can he use us? So, in a nutshell, what do we see from Rahab, from Daniel, from Jonah? We'll be faced with challenges from time to time. If we know what God is calling us to do, it's so much better if we do it straight away, even when it's not the sort of thing that we're looking forward to. But even if we don't, that does not mean that God gives up on us. God could easily have given up on Jonah. Um, Nothing more obvious than the rebellion of God doing the direct opposite of what you have been told to do. God can even use us if we don't want especially to be used. Jonah didn't want to be used for the purposes for which he was called. But really, if we do it willingly, it's much more fun. So, let's pray as we move on into worship and... Um, seek to give back to God what he wants to receive from us the communication from a heart that's committed to him remember too that there are opportunities to pray if you'd like someone to pray with you we have Gordon and Marita over on the side as well take time during the worship or after the service to do that so let's pray and then we'll move into worship Thank you, Father, for who you are. Thank you for your patience with us. Thank you for your desire to see us become the people you have created us to be. Your willingness to be not only patient, but to be challenging, to be loving and caring in how you do that. For many of us, Father, we're facing uh, changing situations. Some of us you have called to go, to move on into other things. Others you are calling to consider that. Others you are calling to stay and to work in the environment that you have already placed us in. For each situation, Father, we ask that you will release your spirit, that you will release in us the ability to be dependent on you more and more, to trust you for the things that are beyond our power and capacity to do and to have our eyes open to see where you are at work and having the desire to be in partnership with you to see your kingdom grow. Thank you, Father. Amen.